on Sunday I was here and worshipping and just enjoying the presence of God. And suddenly I had this, uh, this thought, I, I needed to go to Forefront. So I got in, got in the van and went to Forefront, walked in, back at the church, everybody turned around and looked as they do. Quite a smallish building and they all began to smile. And Paul walks up to me, gives me the, uh, the mic and says, okay, two minutes, you're on. I said, what do you mean I'm on? He said, well, you're preaching this morning. I sent you the email. I never got the email. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't know how it is for you, but you stand in times and situations like that and you think, well, it is this God, is it not God, is it me? Well, we, we, we did the message. Um, thank God I, I had my friend. <laughs> it's got the word of God on it, actually, so it's helpful. And so, let me move forward just a little bit. And... Uh, I've been in Poland recently, I'm, we're going to show you a few photos in a minute, but I've been in Poland recently and got back, um, middle of the week, and, th- and then suddenly on, on Friday I get a text message from Brian while I'm at work, uh, can you preach on Sunday? And again, it's a little bit about spontaneity, you see, and so my, my heart begins to sink and I begin to think, well, I haven't got time, I- I'm working this afternoon, I'm working tomorrow morning, <sighs> where do we go? And yet in my heart, my, my heart says, well, actually, yeah, I want to bless people. I do want to bless people. So come on, we'll do this. And Brian said, have, have you got a word up your sleeve? And I said, no, I've got short sleeves on. So the answer was, no, I don't. I don't have one. And uh, yet yesterday I, I, I sort of sat and prepared something. One other kind of spontaneity part of this was that I, I was in Poland and uh, just towards the end of my stay, Suddenly someone walks up to me and says, you know, in October, that's in six weeks from now, there's a, a pastors and leaders conference here, we'd like you to come and speak. And again, I'm thinking, oh my goodness me, six weeks is not enough time. It doesn't give enough time to pray, to consider, to prepare. To... And so in my heart, I'm, I'm saying, I, I can't come, I can't come. And then my next thing is, well, there, there, there must be people in Poland who are better than I, more gifted, more able, more ready, more willing to do this. And the moment I said it, God said, speak on Nehemiah, the rebuilding of the walls, because I'm going to do something new in this country. There's a heritage and a history of godliness here that's crumbled. We're going to rebuild something. And so, <laughs> reluctantly, I sent, I sent an email back and said, I'll come and I'll sit and I'll listen. And they said, no, you'll come and you'll speak. <laughs> and I said, but there must be someone better in Poland. And they said, there is no one better than you, so please come. So, where are we? Um, can we just run some of these pictures? I, I, I want to show you this. I'll tell you why I want to show you it. It's because in 1994, I went to Poland for the first time, and I, I met a young man. And God said to me, follow this man, because he's going to do something special in this nation. He's going to raise a generation. You are to be his father. You are to help to equip him. And together, actually, this is the church that we've built in Poland, because the church has been involved in this. So, so show some of the slides, if you will, please. me there in a minute. Okay. Huh. I've just moved into this, into this building. It's the only church that I know, know of in Poland that has a facility like this. If you're not 100 strong, you're a sect. Okay, so till you get to 100, you're a sect. The church is now something about 350 plus children. Um, I don't know. We, who's that strange bloke? Um, so if we just run them through to give you an idea... That's half the church. 
what I find is incredible, actually, is that all, all that we did was we took something that was here. And so we, we've, we've sent them many things, you know, like the membership course. Uh, and many of the other things that we use, we've, we've sent them to Poland and they've been translated and used. And, and actually what was built here has now been built there. Okay? And so what has been built there? One of the things I'm going to say at this leaders' conference is, look, take this model, take this, take this vision, take all that God has done here and transpose it and move it to your city and your town where you are. Because actually, I, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to. I, 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 th- I, think, I think there is more chance of me seeing revival in Poland than there is of me seeing it here. Sorry. Why do I say that? Because the ground is fertile. It's ready. It's prepared. There's a history of godliness in the nation. Actually, if you talk to people and you talk to them about sin, they know what sin is. We've forgotten. Yeah, we've forgotten what sin is. But they know. They know right from wrong, and they, they have a heritage of God. So the, the, the reason I didn't know, or, or I was due to speak, but my, my, my speaking slot for this season was in September... Brian then rings me and says, I, I've got to be in forefront, can you speak today? So I don't know if this is uh, an extra or if this is it. And on, on the email that I got, it said, speak about the issues of life, and so that's what I've prepared. So my boss was talking to his employee about selling their products, and he said to the employee, there's one thing that you need to remember in selling. He said, this is, th- this is what I'm going to tell you now. So you need to remember, 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 remember that repetition is the key. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And if you keep repeating it at every moment and you keep pushing it down people's throats, then they'll probably get around to understanding that you're serious about your product and what you want to sell. And he then said, so what was it you wanted to see me about? And the employee said, sir, I came to see you about... somewhere okay is that better are we on again okay these things happen and so then the, the employee said to his boss actually the thing that I came to see you about was this sir he said I come to see you about arise 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 <laughs> I've come to see you about arise and uh, I, I don't know what your priority is in life but this morning I want to speak about three things it sounds like BT you know I want to speak about faith about family and about future. And I'm going to do it in that order. So, what is your priority in life? Or what are your priorities? Is it simply that you want a salary rise? Is that the thing that you live for? What is your goal? What is your purpose? What is your reason for living? And uh, I, I, got, I got three words that I wrote down here. And again, it's repetition. Money, money, money. Sounds like Adam, doesn't it? In a rich man's world. Yeah, you know the song. But is that, is that where we are? Is that our focus? Is that our purpose? Are we simply about receiving something for ourselves or getting something for us? Listen to these words from Matthew 16. What good it will, will it be if a man gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? I've got an illustration for you that I found. I, I, I like illustrations. I, I find that we remember stories. The founder of McDonald's, place I visit from time to time, and my phone, not really, was called Ray Kroc. He once said and was asked what he believed in. He said this, I believe in God, my family, and McDonald's. <laughs> That's what he 
same. You can find it if you don't believe me. And then he said this, but when I get to the office, I reverse the order. So I believe in McDonald's, my family, and God. And uh, he was a man that was on a track, but I want to say he's on the wrong track. Got his priorities mixed up. The vast majority of people in this world have mixed up priorities or wrong priorities. And uh, 2 Timothy 3 says this to us, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, and lovers of pleasure rather than God. Uh, that recognize that world? I do. I recognize it. I see it. For, for many, the pr- priorities are simple. Love, self, and money. If it seems right, if it looks right, if it pleases me, I'm going to do it. Come on. I want to say to you that they're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. In the eyes of God, they're wrong. Let me ask you again, what are our priorities? What do we believe in most? What is your value system? What do you value most of all? What does your life say? What's the challenge? It challenges me. What does your life say? When you meet someone, what, what do you say to them? You don't have to speak words, but what do you say? What does your life say? How does your book read? How does your book read? If you're like me, you get a book, you know, and I don't read many, but I start at the back. Yeah, why do I start at the back? Because I have a habit of not finishing them. <laughs> so if I start at the back, I can say I read the last page. Yeah. What do others see as your priorities? And most importantly, what does God see? What does he see? Does it matter to you? Many it doesn't. I want to share with you this morning what I think our priorities as Christians should be or, or life's important issues. The, the issues may be different for you, but these are my issues. The first one is faith, the second one is family, and the, the last one is future. Sounds like a bit, bit like a BT ad, doesn't it, friends and families? So faith is, uh, we must live by faith. In Hebrews 11 verse 1 it says this, faith is being sure of what we hope for certain of what we don't see. And Hebrews eleven six says, Without faith it's impossible to please God, but whoever comes to him must believe that he exists, that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We, we need to be a people who have faith in the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us. And faith says that we trust him in, in every area of life. We trust him for all things. So where am I going to go? 2 Corinthians 5 says we live by faith and not by sight. Yeah. I remember when uh, Jenny and I were due to get married and uh, we, we'd done all the, all the bits for the marriage, you know. Everything was prepared, but we'd know where to live. I, I couldn't bear, sorry, couldn't bear living with the mother-in-law. I, I couldn't, you know. It's, it's not there was anything wrong with her, understand me, but I couldn't bear living with the mother-in-law. I couldn't bear even less living with my mother because what a dysfunctional crew we got. You know, I, I couldn't, for the life of me, imagine it. And so faith was required. <laughs> we, we, we had nothing. Come on. Some of us have been there. We had nothing. Yeah, Barclay card wasn't an option, and uh, credit wasn't an option, but we'd got nothing. 
And so I'm walking around church a month before the wedding and people are saying to me, so, so you're getting married? Yeah. Wow. You must love each other great. We do. So where, where shall we send the, the, the wedding gifts then? I don't know. But there must be somewhere where we're going to... Where should we send it? We haven't got anywhere to live yet. Sorry, guys, but we, we don't. Well, that's foolish. Surely that's silly, getting married and you've nowhere to live. Do you not think you should reconsider? No, 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 but we love each other. We love each other. And the month before we were due to get married, I'm still walking around the church saying, come on, God, it's getting late now. And living with a mother-in-law is not an option. <laughs> I, I told you we weren't doing this. It's not an option. And so one Sunday I walked into church and a man walks up to me and says, you know, I'm getting married soon. I said, yeah, I heard. He said, you're getting married soon. I said, yeah, we are. He said, well, actually, my, we'd looked and we'd searched high and low all over Brighton for a flat and the deposits were horrendous. I mean, we hadn't got two bob. We got nothing. And he said, I, I've spoken to my landlord and he'll give you the flat and there's no deposit. How would that do? And I said, Pete's living with the mother-in-law. <laughs> I told you repetition was the key. You'll remember that if nothing else. And so God provided for us in the most amazing way. And we were happy there. <laughs> so I want to say that we, we, we have to live by faith and not by sight. How many of you... Come on, let, let me ask you a question. Uh, and uh, I can't ever remember anybody in this church ever asking this. So I'm going to ask you a question. How many of you believe that when you die, you're going to go to heaven? Come on, let's see, let's see. We're going to find out the truth now. How many of you believe that when you die, you're going to be with Jesus? Okay, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. But the next question is, none of us want to go to die. <laughs> Not just yet. We have some things to do. Isn't it funny that we believe that, that Jesus went ahead of us to prepare a place for us and that place is going to be wonderful and glorious. And uh, I've got this thing going through my heart, really. Um, but how come, how, how is it that we believe that we could trust him for that future and for that time then, but we struggle with the here and the now? Uh-huh. Come on. We can trust him to prepare a place for us that's removed and far from us and distant from us. That on that day, he, he will, when we get there, I wonder what my house is going to be like. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it. wonder how it's going to be. wonder what it's going to look like. wonder what heaven is. Heaven's a real place. I wonder if McDonald's is going to be there. I wonder if they've got cinemas. I wonder if we can sit down and see it in 3D. Come on. I know, I, you know. Ah, come on. But an incredible, awesome place, yeah? Absolutely stunning. And, beautiful. and somehow we believe that, that God will, will make all of that and prepare all of that and make it ready for us for the time. How long am I going to be? I don't know. Maybe before I go to Poland for the conference. <laughs> I don't know. But, but, but actually God, in his love and his mercy, has prepared the most incredible place for us. We don't talk about it often. We don't like to talk about those things. We're British, aren't we? Come on. And yet, today and right now, there are issues and circumstances. I've got some. Standing in faith for some things, believing God for some stuff. You're not, we, the leaders aren't immune. We, we have the problems of life and the situations and the circumstances the same as you. So what are you believing God for today? I want to tell you that he loves you, and yes, he can. 
I want to tell you that yes, he will. Yeah? It makes no sense for us to believe other than this. Throughout my life, I've been confronted with situations and problems and circumstances that need to be dealt with by faith through a living, powerful, all-powerful God. Yeah. He, he, he makes a way... Come on, it's an old song. I've got loads of old songs in here. He makes a way when there seems to be no way. He does. He does. Where things seem impossible. Huh. No task too hard for him. That's an old, that's, you see, where does it all come from? I'm sitting writing this stuff. No task too hard for him. In faith receive. We used to sing that. In faith receive from him. Yeah. Are you in faith? Not just for the future, not just for tomorrow, not just for some day to come, but for now, for the here and the now. You know, when I, when, I, when I first became a Christian, someone wrote this on a card and gave it to me. And uh, can, can I quote scripture? Yes, I can. Sometimes with the best of them, but not always for the right reasons, but I can. But someone gave me this, and, and I've remembered it. It's lived with me. It's been part of my psyche, part of my makeup. You know it, Proverbs 3. Verse 16, come on, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Yeah? Come on, we are. We, we, we're wise in our own eyes at times. I remember that. Living in faith in God is the key to victory. Yeah. We live by faith, not by sight. I, I wrote this down. I, I, I kind of liked it, really. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Yeah. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. It's money on deposit awaiting interest. I've got some, I've got some interest payments to you. Yeah, my faith has been on deposit. It's been working. I keep looking at the, at the paying in book. Ah. Oh. I'm rich, I'm rich. I've been paying into the account. I'm waiting for the return. The day is coming, the day is coming. So my first point is this, is faith, we must live by faith. The second one is family. Hmm. I want to say that we must not doubt our honoured place. Easy to do that. I do it often. I kind of... I, I'm loved and greatly honoured by, by, by many people. And uh, when I was asked to go and speak in Poland, my first thought was, I can't do this. I'm not up to this. I'm not ready for this. I'm not equipped for this. God, did, did you bring this before me? Am I the man for this? Yeah. After I spoke in Poland this time, I went and sat down and I thought, hmm, it was Okay. Could have been better. I don't know how you are, you see, it was how I am. And uh, it is that there are times and seasons when, when actually we stand up to the mark and we stand there in faith in a place of ministry, even though we feel inadequate and not ready. So don't doubt your honoured place. A place for you in the family of God, a place that's prepared, a, a place for you to function and to be to f fulfill your gift and your calling and all that God has asked you to do. In, a, in our worst moments, we doubt our place. I'm a son. I'm always a son. 
So have you heard about the boy who attended church for the first time? Never been before. And afterwards he was asked how it was, how it was for him, and he replied like this. He said, I like the music, but the commercial was too long. (laughs) So, (laughs) what he said, I like the music, but the commercial was too long. I don't know why you're here today. Maybe you're visiting, maybe you've come to put your foot in the water, but it's a good place. There's a place in the family of God for you. And uh, actually, everyone needs a place to belong, you know. I, I, I hope the commercial's okay today. I do. I hope it's all right. And not too long. And I could just hold your attention for a bit. Everyone needs a place to belong. That fits like your, your favourite pair of jeans. You know where that came from? God speaks to me in funny ways. I picked Jenny up from work. Uh, when was it? Yesterday. And she came in and she walked in the door, went upstairs, took her trousers off and said, that's a relief. I want, I want to put the other ones on. I said, what ones are those? She said, the ones that I really like. Yeah, so I want to put those on. And she got changed and I looked at her and all of a sudden she looked so much better. Not, not because of what she put on, but she looked better because she was herself and comfortable and you know, she wasn't on show or on duty. And she said, I feel so good. Need a place that fits like our favourite jeans. That's warm and welcoming, like your much-loved chair. You know, we're not made for isolation to be alone, but to be together. See that chair over there? It's my shape. I sat there quite a lot, and it, and it fits me. It, cre- it probably creates the wrong image, but it's my shape. It fits me perfectly. It's where I belong. It's where I sit. I can understand why people sat in pews. I can, because it's their place where they belong. We're meant to be on a journey with others, experiencing life with others, not as isolationists. We're not supposed to be a a nation of strangers. I know my neighbours. Nice family from Sri Lanka. They bring me around curry frequently and often. It's very, very hot. So I get to eat it all because Jenny don't like it. But do you know your neighbours? Are you linked? Are you joined? Are you part of the family? Are you people who belong together? Hmm. I I wrote this and I, I spent a little time crying actually because it's so true. We're anorexic for fellowship. Yeah. Anorexic for fellowship. We're a community and a family. Many are lonely isolated and depressed. Speak to the doctors, yeah? They'll tell you. Many are lonely, isolated and depressed. Every week this sweet old lady queued in line at the post office for stamps. She'd wait in the long queue. As she got to the front of the queue, she'd ask the cashier for two stamps. Take the two stamps and pay them and go home. And she did that several times a week. One day the cashier said to her, Madam, you don't have to queue. You can get them from the machine at the back. They sell them in, uh, in packs of 20. You just put the money in and the book will come out the bottom. And the lady replied this. Yes, she said, I know. But the machine doesn't ask me about my arthritis. We long to be connected. We long to be a part. It's part of our psyche, part of our nature, part of who we are. It's my chair just there. 
goes like that. Yeah? It's my shape, my size, my place. It's where I belong. It's where, mostly if you want to find me, it's where I sit. Why do I sit there? Because I can see you all. Yeah. Because I can look and appreciate you because I'm part of family. <laughs> when I came to faith in Christ, I, I was quite a young man, but I was adopted into the family of God. That's what I was. And how do we join the family? Well, actually, through faith in Christ, through being born again, through being part of God's family, there's a place for us. And today, if you're here and you're not part of the family, actually, it's a simple thing to do, to ask Jesus to come and save you, to change your life, and to give you a ticket into the family. I got mine when I was quite young. I left a dysfunctional family. When I look at my past, I think, how on earth did I do this? How did I get here? It's called grace, actually. But I left that dysfunctional family and I joined another family that's... No, it's not dysfunctional. (laughs) I joined a family that that God put me in. Yeah. That's blessed me incredibly. I discovered a sense of belonging, a sense of vision, a sense of purpose, a sense of hope. I, I wrote a few things that I found... I found these things. Strength, the power of teamwork. Support, spiritual warmth. You know, you can't be warm alone. When I get up, I I, I go to work quite early. Jenny says the bed's cold. Can't be warm alone. Spiritual warmth, love and acceptance. Everyone... Come on, friendship first, I'm speaking to you now. Everyone needs a place to belong where you're greeted with a smile and to see you soon when you go. Yeah? Everyone needs that. I want to say that God doesn't just call us to believe. It's important that we do. He doesn't just call us to believe. He calls us to belong. And so now, we've spoken about faith. We've spoken about family. And finally this, I want to speak about future. The day is coming when I ain't going to be here no more. Yeah. My season and my time on earth will have run its course. I will have done the things, hopefully by then, that God has called me to do. Yeah. And the church in Poland is part of what God has called me to do and to plant. I will have achieved the things that God has placed before me. And on that day, I'll be ready to, to, to leave this mortal coil and say goodbye to you all. We don't talk like this, you say. I'm just going to pop off. That's where I'm going to go. Off to heaven, off to be with Jesus, yeah. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. A a good Catholic country, I know, where they think you have to wait a while, but... (laughs) But, um, Funny, really. I'd I'd, I'd finished speaking, I, I won't be long, honestly. Um, I finished speaking, and uh, at, the, at the end of the message, a, a priest who was there came up and saw me. And he said, enjoyed your message. I said, you speak English. He said, some of us do. He said, loved your message. He said, but who are you? And I said, what do you mean, who am I? He said, yeah, but who are you? Where do you come from? And I said, well, I come from a long line of... <laughs> and I said, by the, time I, by the time I come back in October, I, I will have joined an order called the Order of St. Leonard's. He said, Church of England? I said, yeah. He said, God bless you. Yeah, God makes a way for us. He said, "Next time you come, please come for dinner." I 
I'd love to. God bless you. Why? Happens. <clears throat> so, we must look to the future. I want to say to you, do, the, the, do with great joy the work that's set before you. But always carry eternity in your heart. Always have eternity in your heart. My future is in heaven. Where's yours? Where's your future? Come on. In heaven? I'm going to see you. I, I wonder if there's an Irish heaven where they, where they do dancing. You know, they, I often wonder that. I wonder if there is. Or a Polish heaven. I wonder if we're all going to be in different parts of heaven. But I don't know. I'm going to enjoy looking you up. I'll get the old directory. Where does Yolanda live? I'm going to go, go around there and see her. She, she, she cooks wonderful food. I'm going to get around there. Go around her place tonight. Incredible. I, I, I want to do some dancing on the streets of the Golden. My greatest regret of becoming bigger is I don't dance as much as I should, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I, when I get to the right size, you'll see me. I'm going from that side to that side. Just to show you I can. But then, in my new body, yeah, I'm going to dance on those golden streets. <laughs> There's no doubt about it that we're going to get there because of the grace of God and the work of the cross. Heaven is where our hearts and our heads should dwell. Mine's not building boats, you see. It's a byproduct of my visits to McDonald's. (laughs) No boats, no McDonald's. I want to say this, I've experienced a lot of good things in life. I've enjoyed the beauty and blessing of marriage. Actually, my, my, my family never thought I'd marry. Doctors said I'd never have children. It's a long story. But loads of stuff like that. My mother gave me... Hmm, she said she'd give me six weeks of marriage before we split. So she got it wrong. The joy and excitement of having children and grandchildren. Thousands of great meals. Probably a few too many. I've tasted joy and life's goodness in abundance. And I've also sipped a little bit from the cup of sadness. But oh my goodness, the joy of life has been incredible and great and wonderful. But I want to say this, my heart is set on pilgrimage. When he calls, I'm going. I'm ready. A few things to do first. A few more surprises, a few more spontaneous times, but I'm ready. I, I, I wrote this because I, I used to love this song. It goes like this. Oh Lord, you know, this world is not my home. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. My saviour beckons me through heaven's open door. I just can't feel at home in this world anymore not what I recognize, not what I see. Actually, when I, when I, when I first went to Poland, I, I, I had a vision of a, of a church. It was the one that you saw there. It's almost identical to what I saw. The trouble is it's only half the size. It's going to be twice that. It'll be twice as big, twice as amazing. And, and heaven is such a wonderful place. So incredible, so glorious, so amazing. 
I just can't feel at home. You know, Brian, I wrote down that the best is yet to come. And I thought, that's... We're always saying that. Brian's always saying that. He's always saying that the best is yet to come. And actually, it, it is. Maybe the best is heaven. Maybe that's the best. But the best is yet to come. I also wrote this down. <laughs> I'm a bit, I'm a bit crazy at times. I, I, I wonder what the menu will be at the wedding feast in heaven. I see, I'm thinking, I wonder what the menu's going to be like. Wow, it's going to be incredible. I wonder if there'd be a cake at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I don't know. Come on, bear with me. I, I, I thought, I, I wonder what it will be like. I wonder if we're going to have steak. Or if we're all going to be vegetarians. I'm going to be vegetarians, you say. Come on. Wash your mouth out, sister. You can't be a bit... No, you can. But I wonder, I wonder what's on the menu. I can't wait. I'm ready. I wonder who's going to sit next to who. Brian, if you get there before me, save me a chair. <laughs> save me a seat next to you. Nearly done. Colossians, Colossians 3, 1 to 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. I believe that the Father wants us to enjoy all of this. And I do, mostly. You're a cobbler's fan now, it's not so great. But I believe that that God provides for us in this world a bounty of his goodness and his grace, that everywhere we go we find his mercy. But I I, want to say to you, please don't become so absorbed with this temporary passing life that it hooks you that it catches you. That we don't look forwards and upwards to the best of the best. This is wonderful. It's great. I love my moments and my times with Jenny and the family. I love it to be in the presence of God and to worship. Things in life that for me are are incredible consolation and great blessing, but they don't hook me, they don't hold me. If God came knocking and asked, I'd give it to him tomorrow. Someday this brief life will be over. Sorry, guys. Someday. I've never heard anybody say that here. Not tradition. Someday this brief life will be done. And the next life will be forever and forever. Repetition. Forever and ever and ever and ever.